Hey everyone, welcome back to Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast. We're here to do another quick episode with y'all. Um, but first, just want to let you know, we are hoping to do a Q&A episode. So we have a couple different ways you can send in your questions. First would be to go to the links in our bios on Instagram, whether that's the Fathoms account or any of our personal accounts, Creekmore Music, Integrated Enneagram, and Enneagrammers, and follow that link. Um, at the very top, you'll see Ask Us a Question. You tap that, and you can record a voice memo, and it will send it to us automatically. So that would be lovely. We want to hear all your wonderful questions, and, and even just where you'd like to see us go in the future. Um, if you're not a fan of hearing your voice recorded, um, don't get into podcasting. There's one. Um, <laughs> two, <laughs> two um, you can also just write us a question uh, through our Instagram um, at some point. So however you want to contact us, shoot us some questions, and we're going to do an episode here probably in a couple weeks um, just to make sure we have enough questions to go off of and really looking forward to hearing from you. So today we are going to talk about disappointment. As we were preparing to uh, record, we all just started talking about different disappointments that have happened this week and decided we should uh, just give it a go and see what comes out of it as it relates to the Enneagram. So Drew, we'll start with you. How do you experience disappointment and how do you deal with disappointment? This is the feel good conversation we've all been waiting for, <laughs> isn't it? It's my favorite. Uh, so yeah, I think I, I experience disappointment all the time. And, uh, and most of the time, it's because I have set up unrealistic expectations mm. for how I want things to go. Mm. And so when things don't turn out the way I want them to, I feel disappointed. <laughs> and sometimes that's not fair, you know, to, uh, you know, whatever context I'm in, it's not fair to maybe some of the people that I'm expecting some things from. Uh, but I, I still, I still feel disappointment nonetheless. Um, yeah. And some of that I think is because, uh, I also recognize that my agency or power might be limited more than I want Mm -hmm. it to be to kind of manifest or shape some sort of outcome. And I'm sure some of this is all wrapped up in my type when my type is showing, you know, that I, um, I have these delusions of grandeur of how I want things to go, uh, and how I want situations to to kind of unfold. And when they don't, I think it does expose my inability to, uh, shape my world and my future as much as maybe I'd like to, which is hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you, how do you deal with that? Well, I think when my type is showing, I deal with it, uh, by pretending that I'm not disappointed. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and reframing it as, uh, uh, just something it's past move on, you know, uh, mm-hmm. what's next, what I'm learning to do. And I very much stress learning to do, cause this is still work for me in many ways is to sit with my disappointment and acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's pointing towards emotions that I otherwise don't want to engage such as sadness or regret 
or shame, you know, and, and some of these right. things that, uh, I am quite frankly allergic to, I, uh, I need to kind of sit with and acknowledge, um, because I think they are invitations, you know, to, uh, yeah. to learning and growth and development. Abram, what about you? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think disappointment, it seems to be just this, 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 uh, potentially this derivation of sadness, another exploration within, within, uh, sadness, but that's tied to something you were hoping for, expecting. And when it comes to, you know, type specific stuff regarding that, you know, that's, that's the thing for a lot of nines is we would rather not feel big emotions. Like the, the more that I hope in something and and the more that it potentially could, um, not happen. It's just, it's considerably safer to not be disappointed. And so I don't hope in too much for myself, you know, at least, Mm. you know, in this unhealthy space, that's really, uh, possible for me. So, you know, it's, it's, it's anything that's in conflict with what you're after. You know, I think disappointment can be in conflict with peace or, or comfort, not real peace, but I think it can be in conflict with, yeah, any, any of the the things that we're after, right. That, that just sort of get in the way of that. Uh, but yeah, it feels like a part of sadness. You know, one of the benefits of sadness is that it helps you honor what's missing. It's a way to embrace and name and say out loud, huh, that didn't work. I don't know. That's okay. At least it, you can say something about it and you can address it. Um, rather than what, you know, two sevens and nines, the way that I'm connected to this positive outlook group, I'd rather smooth it over or not see that something was a disappointment. The other side of, of the gift is uh, self-pity. Actually, I can kind of try and draw attention to myself by showing other people how disappointed I am when this is <laughs> this is my responsibility to feel. And if I'm not feeling it, you know, then I kind of can draw some some uh, self-pity towards myself, which is mm. even more sad. Mm. Uh, I, I think of how I don't get that disappointed because I don't have strong ideals. My identity is not wrapped up in that. And big ideals, strong ideals, whereas ones, fours, and sevens probably are, which is so, which is why potentially there's even more disappointment for those types. I think the thing with disappointment for me is oftentimes unmet expectations, whether that are expectations that I've put on myself, um, idealized versions of who I should be, um, or it's expectations that I've put on others um, that I haven't communicated or are really ridiculous and can't be maintained or attained. Um, and so oftentimes, uh, I create my own situations of disappointment. And that's not to say that within every disappointment, it is my fault. Um, but I think for me, there's the, the, I, I would honestly say the vast majority of my, the feelings of sadness as it relates to disappointment, um, are really of my own making in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, I think in, that's maybe how this ties into all nine types on the Enneagram framework is that these disappointments, whether they're minor or major, can point to probably some deeper struggles and, and mm-hmm. wrestlings that we we all kind of work through. So if we think about, for instance, the stereotypical a uh, playground, a recess game of kickball, you know, where mm. uh, teams are being chosen. There's, you know, we have two gregarious captains who are kind of taking charge and choosing 
people to be on their team. Mm-hmm. And if you're one of those uh, people who was not chosen or chosen last or later than you thought you should be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, in many ways, that is, uh, it's a microcosm of disappointment. If we look at the word literally to not be appointed, right? It's a disappointment. It's the opposite of that. And yeah. what, what does that manifest in each type? You know, and I, I think it, while the disappointment may be common, what it actually kind of stirs within each person, within each type would probably be different, would be my hunch. So me not being chosen for that kickball team might stir up some feelings, for instance, of why am I not valuable or worthy? Right. You know, uh, versus maybe a type one who might start to question, why am I not good enough? You know, and and so on and so forth. We go around the horn that way, but I think it they do point to these kind of deeper desires and uh, coping strategies that each each type has. Yeah, there seems to also be um, this connection between the primary needs of of the intelligence center and when we don't seem to get those. Uh, so for the heart types. You know, it's, it's around more so like this connection and, and uh, approval and, and um, appreciation and, and consideration, actually, and, and love, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not getting those things, right? And then there's there's sort of the, the three different types that are within that center and how they respond to not getting those things. But you could say that, that all three of those are a, a form of some level of disappointment, right? But then there's the, the head types, which the needs are more like security and certainty and predictability, you know, some level of uh, assurance. Yeah. And then, you know, what happens when you're not able to get those needs, right. For that center. And then finally for the, for the body types, it's, it's around boundaries and uh, autonomy and respect and worth. So would then a disappointment be kind of a challenge or a threat to that Mm -hmm. dominant intelligence center that you, for each of those types that are, that reside within those triads? Yeah the heart, the head, and the gut. So if uh, if I am disappointed in my kind of heart center as a three by feeling disconnected, left out, without belonging, then that challenges, you know, my very heart center itself, my heart, which is right. my primary, you know, my dominant center of intelligence that I tend to use to help me navigate in the world. Right. And so if that's challenged, I think that's where it it really raises up these feelings of deep emotions of, of sadness and frustration that come from being disappointed. Right. Right. And I I would think too, then Drew, that the more you're not able to get the things you're, you're hoping for, the more you're, you're having to kind of bolster yourself in the direction of of yeah. what you're after, right? Too. Try to so, try to go out and manufacture it. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Through, so through image I'm, crafting, or yeah, right, right. So I would I would move into avoiding more what really what's important to me because if I know it's important to me, well then I then I can be disappointed. Um, hmm. Yeah, as a nine, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I I don't I tend to not speak up because if I was to speak up, then there's a chance to be disappointed in, in what not being seen or like you were giving example with the kickball, like, Oh, or I think of actually this, this, uh, Tom Condon story for, for nines where he says, um, think of, of a nine whose house blows up and, uh, it's obviously insane. 
And uh, the next day they see in the paper, there's a, a, a competition to enter of guessing gumballs. And the three prizes are winning a new house. And hey, I could use that. Mine just blew up. Uh, also, <laughs> also, you know, a new car or finally breakfast of pancakes. And so the nine enters, you know, really underneath the radar because they don't want to disappoint themselves or other people by seeing being noticed. And uh, they find out they won and somebody comes up to him and says, hey, dude, you won. I know. I think I just heard you lost your house. And nine says, okay, yeah, show me that. What, what did I win? And it's third place. And it's pancakes. And the person says, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? And the nine's response, oh, I'm fine. I love pancakes. <laughs> you know, it's this complete avoidance so and dismissal yeah. of, mm. I can't go there to feel that. Yeah. Would to be mm-hmm. would be a complete disruption, and it's not peaceful at all. It's there's complete um, fragmentation, and I'm uh, I don't know who I I don't know who I am almost, you know. Yeah. So this this whole conversation has been really fascinating with um, just I mean disappointment and why we experience disappointment, and um, and, and even dependent on our center. Um, in, in what ways is is disappointment just a response to? what we desire being challenged. Um, and that makes me think of Byron Katie's four questions. Um, first question is, and, and these questions are really, it's about getting to the root of the thing. It's about um, learning how to feel your emotions, one, but also kind of uh, mentally challenging um, the beliefs and stories that you're telling yourself. So the first question is, is it true? Um, and we'll put this in the show notes as well. There's, she has all these questions with explanations. But the first question is, is it true? Second question, can you absolutely know that it's true? Third question, how do you react and what happens when you believe that thought? Hmm. And final question, who would you be without that thought? So as a way to give you um, just uh, some handles on that, um, take a look at Byron Katie's work and um, we hope that you do not have a disappointing week, but if you have some disappointment in your life that you would be able to handle it with love, grace, and compassion for yourself and for those around you. Have a great week. Truthwork Media Studios.